Hi. Hi. This is Trendy Lobotomy. I'm Tori. I'm Christy. And we got stories. Yes, we do. Pardon my voice. I'm having an allergic reaction to the vaccine. You should still get it. It's good. Yes, yeah, still get we, it. Everybody should get it. Yep. They're, we're all learning about this together. and That's true. Yeah. We are phase four. <laughs> like, really, we yeah. are. Yep. So, yeah. What are we? Are you going first or am I going first? I'll go first. Okay. I know you have. I have two little two stories. Little stories but Christy's got more info than I do. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll blow them up. What do you have in your mouth? Hmm? What? What do you have in your. Do you like have a. My tongue. Oh, no. I sounded like you had like a Jolly Rancher or some shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get edited. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> All right. It makes us human. Anyway. They know So that. we're back in Indiana for a little bit. For a bit. For a bit. We're going to talk about George Pogue and Pork. Porgs Run. Yep. Porgs Run. That'd be a totally different movie. Completely different Subject. Let me try that again. Pogues run. Now all I'm making. <laughs> I know. Now you're all, you're seeing the little. I know. <sighs> you know what's really funny? I've seen the tunnels too. <laughs> so all I'm thinking is the tunnels with porgs. <laughs> That's it. It's gonna be stuck in my head. Is that? <laughs> oh! All of a sudden, you see little bitty eyes. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Somebody edit that picture, please. Okay, George Pogue and uh-huh. Pogue's Run. Hey, there, there we, we go. go. All right, all right, you good? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad. Okay, so first we've got to talk about George Pogue. Okay, he is regarded as the first white settler in Indiana. Well, Indianapolis, anyway. The trail he followed is now Brookville Road. Okay. On March 2nd, 1819, he settled on a hill overlooking a stream that connected to White River. Okay. Oh, by the way, all this information is from weeklyview.net that had an Alan Hunter article, um, blog.newspapers.library.in.gov, <laughs> genealogytrails.com, and some of it is probably from Wiki. That's- because that's fine yeah um it's all valid information it is all valid information so march 2nd 1819 settled on a hill overlooking a stream that connected to white river uh-huh he followed a trail made by native americans and wildlife although my notes say that he followed a train <laughs> well i mean as long as you get it right when we you yeah. say it it doesn't yeah. really matter um, he uh, mi- then, migrated to the area from Connorsville. I'll tell you what. Eventually, <laughs> when we get Patreon up and running, we will uh, send people signed coffees. Signed copies of signed our notes. coffees. We're going to send them signed <laughs> coffees. <laughs> no, we're Maybe not. those two. I don't think so. <laughs> They'll be really but cold when they get there. No, no shit. <laughs> uh, but signed copies of the notes. Trust me, we'll make sure that we circle all, all the our pl- mistakes. All the places that oh get fucked God. up. Oh, my God. Anyway, he migrated <laughs> to the area from Connorsville, and his cabin sat in the area where Michigan Road crossed Pogues, now crosses Pogues Run. Right. Or crossed Pogues Run. He was described as a large, broad-shouldered man. Um, he was stout, had dark hair and eyes, and had the appearance of a Pennsylvania Dutchman. So think Amish. 
Okay. I mean, okay. He was unafraid of the Delaware Warriors in the area. Okay. And that's like, that's what he was known for. So he's big, big, brave settler man. Whatevs. A Native American named Wyandotte John. Oh, 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 God. Okay. (laughs) That's so weird. Okay, guys. I'm just going to say this. I tried one of the water. This is the first time I've ever had one of the watermelon um, Red Bulls. And that's, I'm going to keep drinking it. All right. (laughs) Continue on smartly. Oh, this is derailing quickly. Anyway. Okay, my bad. So, an... A Native American named Wyandotte John stopped at at the cabin. Okay. He asked for food and shelter for the night, and some of George's horses had been stolen, and he was determined to track down the thieves. Now, Wyandotte John was banished from a tribe in Ohio, and he wandered among random tribes in Indiana. Is that the, like, old school equivalent of couch surfing? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. He's said to have lived in a hollowed-out log under a bluff in an area that later became the spot where the National Road Bridge crossed White River. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I know where that is. Yeah, so he's (laughs) showing up to this cabin, and yeah. He told told Pogue he had left a camp of Delawares that morning. They had a settlement at Buck Creek. Near, which is now near Southeastern Avenue, so Shelbyville area. Okay, there's a winery there. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. I know there's a winery there. Sorry, not the best wine I've had, but it's been a few years, so they've had some time to like. Yeah, yeah. So I need to go and try them again because you know because you can wine. Anyway, wine. John told George that he had seen horses with iron hooves. So horses that okay, so had they been were shod. shod. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Pogue believed that he, they were his missing horses, but was suspicious that it was a ploy to get him, like, in to the woods and away from the settlement. Oh. His family begged him to just let it go. Just don't, don't, don't go out there. Don't. But. Don't do it. But it could be a poor choice. Yeah, the next morning, oh, Pope grabbed his gun and his dog and followed Wyandotte John. Okay, he followed him towards the river and the pioneer settlement. They followed for a while, and then John kept walking toward the white settlers, but both men disappeared over a rise, and Pope was never seen again. Dun 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 dun. So settlers formed a company of armed men to search all Native American camps within 50 miles of the settlement. Okay. There was a conclusion that he was killed by one of the indigenous people. Okay. Locals claimed to see his horse and several of his possessions in the hands of local tribes. Now, the dog. Uh Uh-huh. This is the part that really got me. Oh, no. The dog was reportedly cooked, killed, and eaten. Hopefully killed first. I, yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah. That sucks. It's listed killed, cooked, and but that's not that's what That's not said. what you yeah. said, but that's okay. There are all kinds of mistakes in these notes. These are the notes you guys want. Hell yeah. yes. Oh, and by the way, FYI, this is a total side note. Still don't type my notes. 
You'll get there. Anyway. You so maybe. <laughs> so by some accounts, Pogue was the first recorded murder victim and only man killed by indigenous people in Indianapolis. Okay. Some historians claim that Pogue moved to the to an existing cabin that was built by Newt, Newton Ute Perkins. That's a name. Right? And there's like a controversy over the over who the actual first settler was. Okay. There are others that say John Wesley McCormick came with Pogue and deserves to be mentioned as the first cent- settler. Like McCormick's Creek? Yes. McCormick? Okay. But Perkins moved to Rushville because he was lonely. Okay. McCormick settled somewhere near Bloomington. Right. Which is where McCormick's, McCormick's Creek. Creek is. Yeah. The controversy of the first settler yes. began in 1823. Um, Dr. S.G. Mitchell claimed the first settlers were John and James McCormick. Others came forward in support of the doctor, including a, the widow of one of the McCormick brothers. Okay. Um, it's said that Cyrus Wetzel built the first settlement on White River Bluffs. Okay. Which is still in the Indianapolis area. Right. But the... Gist of the whole controversy was that Pogue had visited, but he hadn't stayed. Okay. I know. It's, it gets the, the, there's more. Uh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> right? So it's said that John McCormick visited in 1820 and built a cabin with the help of his brothers. The three brothers returned to Connorsville. John and his family returned to the cabin like a month later and then James and Samuel, his other brothers, followed a year later. Okay. It's argued that Pogue came in March more than a month after the McCormicks settled. Okay. Pogue's son, John, gave the date of settlement as March 2nd, 1819, which is what everybody kind of considers the date of his settlement. Right. Which was almost a year before McCormick's arrival. And one of the McCormick children supported that story. Oh, okay. However... Mrs. Pogue, in 1854, declared at an old settlers meeting that her husband and family settled on March 2nd, 1820, and the McCormick family appeared five days later. Okay. So she said, nope, we actually yeah. came the year before. So it's a lot of, well, this person said this, this person said that, this person said that. So, but he's still considered the first the settler, first settler gotcha. in Indianapolis. So now we get to Pogue's run. Right. It was known as Perkins Rung prior to Pogue's disappearance. Okay, and then he Made just got sense that, because yeah. it was Newton Perkins. Gotcha. Right? Um, Indianapolis was laid out in 1815 by Alexander Ralston. He was an assistant to Pierre L'Enfant. Um, he was that night. It was so bad. Anyway, <laughs> he was the architect who designed Washington, D.C., he chose a grid pattern that was similar to D.C. Indianapolis is set out on a grid. Everybody who grows up here knows that. Like, you can pretty much tell if you need to go northwest, north or west, or north or west, north, north or, or south, south, that you're going to be on a named thoroughfare. It's going to be Meridian or Kessler, Kessler or, or Keystone, Keystone. or Although Kessler kind of goes wonky, but... And if you're going by cross streets, it's th- those are going to be the numbers. And it goes all the way the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and then it's like 116th Street North. The Yeah, it's anyway. Pogue's run caused an issue to that grid. Okay. 
It was too small to be a canal, too unreliable to be an aqueduct, and too big to be a latrine. Oh, well, okay. Right? So Ralston had to incorporate it into the design of the city. So much of it was diverted underground via tunnels. Yep. I, I can see. And remember when I was talking about the porgs in the tunnels? That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. There's no porgs there, though. So here's our big, like, Civil War battle. Yeah, Indiana, Arr. by the way, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't... This is not a real... Um, okay, here's our big Civil War battle. Huh. Okay. The Battle of Pogues Run, May 20th, 1863. 10,000 Democrats gathered to protest the Lincoln administration at Indiana State House. Right. Makes sense. These people included copperheads and suspected members of the pro Confederate Knights of the Golden Circle, which led to something different down the road. Well, not different, but. Welcome to Indiana. <laughs> Um, military force kept an eye on the Democrats. Right. And Union soldiers confiscated pistols at the state legislature. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> so <coughs> as the Democrats are leaving on a <laughs> railway that runs parallel to Pogue's Run. Uh-huh. One train car was raided for weapons. Jesus Christ. Another train car <laughs> decided that they were going to throw all of their weapons out the window into the creek. <laughs> so they threw between 500 and 2,000 oh pistols, rifles, and not, knives out the train window. You're not getting our guns. We're pitching them instead. <laughs> You'll have to take them out of my cold, dead hands. Anyway. Or the creek. Or the creek, yeah. <laughs> In 1882, the run flooded, killing at least 10 people. Between 1914 and 1915, they had what was called the Pogues Run Drain um, and Pogues Run Improvement Projects. Okay. And this is what led this the streams to be submersed um, underneath, underneath the, city, yeah. the city from New York Street on the east side to White River on the west side at a cost of well over a million dollars. I wasn't able to find out if that was a million dollars at the time or which would now. have been like right or, or now was their estimation yeah. now the run has been used in the movie twice under in 1987 it's about a vietnam veteran quote-unquote tunnel rat terrorizing a city oh go it was partially shot in underground in the underground portion of pogues run between new york and washington street right it's a significant feature in Ben Winters' 2016 book, Underground Airlines. Shout out to Ben Winters, because I know that guy. He's kind of cool. And John Green's 2017 book, Turtles All the Way Down. Okay. So this comes from this part. Uh-huh. Well, part of this part comes from an Indianapolis Journal article from 1896. Okay. So even back then, people were reporting... Spooky stuff. Hell yes. In the area. So at 603 North Highland Avenue, there's what's called the Ghost Bridge. Yay. <laughs> had to throw Do we this. need to get in the car? No. Not today. Not today. 
Maybe yeah. tomorrow. Oh, hey. I'm not going to throw the boy in the car today. <laughs> no, I don't. That's cool. We're going to game later because we're dorks. Well, they're going to game Geeks. later while I edit this episode. Anyway, <clears throat> John Miller is quoted as say, saying he saw something white. It looked like a man, only it was too big. It said that the whatever it was came across the bridge to the corner of Miller's lot and appeared to melt into thin air. Hell yes. So some say it was the ghost of a black man who was murdered in the area. Hell no. Black is not the col- the the uh, term that the article used. No, if it was from when? When was the article? 1896. Oh, yeah. That was different. Yeah. It was different wording. Fuckers. Um, <clears throat> others say that the ghost was somebody trying to scare people out of the area to keep property values low. And all I can think of right now <laughs> is somebody ripping the sheet off of somebody and going, old man Tibbins. <laughs> <sighs> would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids <laughs> hopefully people get that reference <laughs> so also in the area yep. at 564 north highland avenue and this isn't i i didn't find like anything spooky this is just kind of a cool thing hit it the, it was the site of a small house who, that was owned by louisa magruder she was the daughter of Thomas Magruder, who may have been the inspiration for Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom. That is cool, actually. So I will probably go more into the Uncle the Uncle Tom's Cabin story because it comes back. Like, I've seen it in a lot of articles that the first play that one of the theaters put on, or right. it was like the first time it was put on was in a theater in Indianapolis. So like. Right. That's yeah. fine. So I may go into that later. We'll see. If it's if it's worth going into, I'll. It you'll, may just be like a blur, but That's yeah, fine. yep. We like telling stories. We do like telling stories, short or long. It's gonna make it on. That kind of rhyme. That's disturbing. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's okay. story's turn. It is my turn, and I've got two shorties. But you know <laughs> how this goes. That sounds. Yes, it does. Short stories. Short. <laughs> She's got two... I, I got two shorties. <laughs> She may have two of those, too. No, they're not. Yeah, okay. So, (laughs) on to the next story. Here we go. I am covering the Mudlavia Springs Hotel. Yay! And this is located in Kramer, Indiana, which is right next to Attica, Indiana, which is looks like it's basically between West Lafayette and Danville, Illinois. Ooh. So, it's like, here, here's a map. Oh, okay. So it's like northeast yeah. or northwest. I've probably driven Crawfordsville, driven through there. So at some point, that's where it is. And it was I got my sources from Weird Indiana. I got probably definitely stuff from Wiki, but <laughs> actually, I got a better source than that. And it was Historic Indiana. At or at weebly.com or dot weebly.com, <laughs> something of that nature. <laughs> the kid is here and I can hear her and Malcolm talking or him and Malcolm talking upstairs. <laughs> I know. I, I noticed that earlier when you were talking, but I decided to like ignore it. Ignore it. Um, okay. So what was, oh, well, no, that would be a different guy. Okay. 
I couldn't remember. What's the, who's the guy that did story? Indiana. Was there a guy that was in charge? Like um, story was lame, lamed after named after George, uh, George, story. George story. Okay. Dr. George story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is a different story. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay. That was terrible. <laughs> Shit. Hold on. So, the Mudlavia Springs Hotel was originally named the Indiana Springs Company because in um, 1884, a Civil War soldier named Samuel Story was working his farm. And he, there was like a spring. And so he drank the water from there. And he immediately noticed that his legs stopped hurting. Wait, I'll explain. Wait. <laughs> yes. Freeze. What? So he rehydrated. <laughs> oh, wait, there's there's more. Okay. Just, just like okay. put that in the back of your head, okay? okay? He found that spring and then he started like, hey, everybody, if you want to drink this water, it makes you feel better. H.L. Uh, Kramer, who was in the spring water business... Uh, in night or 1225, so Christmas of 1890. Okay. He opened up, he grabbed that and he opened up the Mudlavia Springs Hotel, which if the Indiana Springs company probably had a, was bottling stuff there or whatever, mm-hmm. before they opened the hotel. Okay. He opened this huge ass hotel. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I- I don't know if it's the dishwasher. I don't know if it's the sump pump. I don't know if somebody just flushed a toilet. We're in a basement. Basement dwellers. <laughs> We're so proud of it, too. So then he opened this Grand Spa Hotel. It was open. They built it at, and this is 1890, mind you. This mm-hmm. is no shit. $250,000, which was at the quarter of a fucking million back in 1890. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. Wow. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it that whole build a hotel like huge springs. And I can pull up the pictures if you want to see it. It's it looks really pretty, but oh, cool. they got their name because they offered spa because they had the water that, you know, cured all your <laughs> ills. Yeah. They would give mud baths. So it's mud lavia. Yeah. Hoity toity for back then. They had. um, But mud baths are like actually really healing. Yes. Well, and this water worked miracles. They had resort options. No, wait, there's a reason. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you why (laughs) here in a second. And there's actual like, it's valid. Okay. They had. A golf course, they had tennis courts, they had buggy trails, they had a chapel. Like, no, they had the whole shebang on the property. Okay. The reason why this water was so good, and it actually this water is still being sold to this day by okay. the by the Perrier company because once Oh, that's fizzy water though. No, it's not. Or they it's the it's still the water. Perrier, it's the Perrier company. Okay. Uh, they bought it from Cameron Springs, which is an Indiana water. Oh, yeah. Okay, they, Cameron Springs, I don't know if they sell it anymore. It was a, they sold bottled water. Yep. And they're based in Indianapolis. The reason why the water fixed all the ales is it was high in 
lithium. <laughs> okay. There's number one. And number two, magnesium. Okay. So it there's a really good chance, yeah, that if you came in there in pain, that you would probably be it would be alleviated at least a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they actually, lithium will do that to you. Well, yeah, lithium actually well, you'd be mighty mellow. <laughs> <laughs> That explains, okay, I'm not gonna get mad about that, that. explains so much about Hoosiers. <laughs> so uh it was a five-star hotel. The hotel had was so popular, James Whitcomb Riley. Of course. Came like all the who's who of Indiana would go down there. Uh Al Capone stayed there at one point. Okay. A couple of times, which makes sense. Yeah. Just had to get away. Dillinger stayed there. <laughs> With all of his On homies. Purpose? Yes. <laughs> all of his boys went with him and stayed there. Hey, so we the just, whole gang showed up. We just robbed this bank. Let's go spend I mean, it all at the hotel. We can stay here and chill out. The original hotel, the whole resort, burned in on 229-20, So 30 years, the yeah. original building burned down. It was rebuilt, and it was an old folks' home. Mm-hmm. And it says rebuilt in 1860, but that 40 years in between, I'm not, I don't know if that was really Well, the they case. may have had to wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they opened it as an old, old folks' home at first, mm-hmm. and then Pleasant La- Valley Lodge Restaurant, which promptly burned to the ground in 1968 was rebuilt again, and it was opened as Madlavia Lodge, which promptly then burnt down in 1974. Okay. <clears throat> right. So, I was like, the building burned, like, three different times. You take what you're going to take from that. <laughs> I, I'm taking that. You don't want to build on that land, is what there I'm thinking. Like, That's nobody's exactly. going to insure you. <laughs> uh, okay, so you ready for the, like... Legend slash like, ooh, this is no shit. And actually, this one's not a legend. They found bodies in the wells on the property, but it's not surprising since you've got both Al Capone who stayed there. That's true. And And Dillinger. Dillinger and his cronies. Yeah. Okay. So that one was substantiated. There, and this one is unsubstantiated. I'm just going to say that. There was apparently an asylum built in between the it was I'm thinking on the in-betweens between 20 and 60. Okay. Uh, That is unsubstantiated. Like. Okay. uh, I wonder if they were looking at the grounds to make it. I don't know, but it it didn't happen. To build another one when they were. If they did, it was. When they were trying to relieve Central. um, Central. Well, I don't know. And that's where that came from, but who Maybe. knows? That's speculation. Yep. <laughs> people are pushed. People get EVPs. They hear stuff. They um, see apparitions. You. There are still the ruins from that second hotel, mm-hmm. the Madlavia Lodge, that are still on there to that day. They <gasps> think, yeah, we. It's hold on. It's private property. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> owned by the I know uh, Perrier company what we could do is go out there and see what 
it looks like. Yeah. So since... I wonder if we could contact the Perrier company and be like, hey. <laughs> free advertising, y'all. I know it's not necessarily... Well, I mean, it's still free advertising. Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. So there's still an outbuilding. The hotel, you can still get into, I think, like up to the second floor mm-hmm. and everything, and it's abandoned. So urban explorers go in there and ghost hunters. Okay. And like... What should we look at here? Now, another one of the um, unsubstantial, well, the legends, air quotes, uh, was that Dillinger and his gang were found there. Mm-hmm. And they, his, there was an ambush of them. And all of his gang were killed, but Dillinger himself, unsubstantiated again. But I think that's one of those things where it's been told so many times that it's like ingrained in the. Yeah. Right. So. There's that. Uh, my, my grandpa's grandpa's grandpa said. Exactly. He yeah. met him and he was there that day when this all came down. Yeah. So. <laughs> my, my grandpa's uncle's goldfish. <laughs> hairdressers. Goldfish. <laughs> Don't forget that. Honestly, surprisingly enough, there is. <laughs> you guys can't see the eye rolling that's going on right now. I'm sure my facial expression is just great. There was witchcraft practiced on the ground. Oh, for sure. Right? I mean, leave the poor hippies alone. Leave the poor witches alone. Yes, we don't want to do their wicked stuff. Like, like, we're not doing anything. It's not like we fucking sacrifice babies or anything. We don't, by the way. (laughs) Uh, And that was it. It was was not, there wasn't very much. I was like, ooh, I bet you there's, I bet. Never mind. <laughs> Shit. Ah. All right. Now, here comes the part where we picked out a listener story. Or, yeah, well, yeah, a listener story. Because yeah. that's what it is. Yep. Uh, thank you, Harley. We appreciate both emails. Yes. So many stories, Harley. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Perfect. So, we're going to cover one of Harley's stories today. Yep. Shout out to CCBB. Now, and I'm going to say this because since we know our listeners in Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Uh, well, you know them. I don't. Okay. But, well, I yeah. yeah, I know them. We uh, could probably, and we're going to try and get him here eventually to take pictures of all of our shit. Yes. I have talked with Greg and said, hey, you need to, if we start talking about anything in fucking Sydney... I need pictures, dude. Yes. And he has said, I'll see what I can do. Shout out to GT Photog. Check him out on Instagram. He's good. Yes. Um, so we're going to get pictures on, and he's got access to our Instagram, so he can put it up there. Yay. Yeah. So he'll put them up and probably tag himself, which is go right ahead. Go right ahead, dude, because right it's ahead. your work, and we want you to get your credit for it. No shit. In fact, we like your work a lot. So I'm going to cover the Wakehurst Parkway in Sydney, which is apparently Sydney's most haunted road. Ooh. I know. And I got this. I didn't chase down anymore because I had a feeling it would be the same kind of thing. On ninenews.com.au, which I doubt they're going to have to do .au. Or do they? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways. Never been there. Don't know how that works. I don't know. Harley, let I know, me know. I know that when I was in England, Netflix was different. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I was able to watch iZombie and it wasn't available when I came back here and I was mad. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> no, it was bad. Okay. Uh, so they see a, we're going to go into trope land because Yay! these, and they're everywhere. We've already told you about a woman in white in our fair city. Yes. Woman in white on the side of the road and they've called her Kelly. Huh. Her name is Kelly. I don't know why. They see a woman in white, which is either... Their speculation that it's either a nun's habit. Okay. Or a wedding dress. Okay. Or a nurse's outfit, which is possible an old school nurse's outfit because they could, that person could have lived locally mm-hmm. and worked at the quarantine station. Stay tuned, folks. That is a bigger thing. That is such a big story. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'll do this one. This woman looks interesting. And I went to Tori and I was like, Oh my God, it, this is going to, it's going to have to be like a central state episode. We're going to have to break it down into, into parts Smaller and parts. I'm and going to then- have to do part of it and Tori's going to have to do part of it. Hell yes. <laughs> so this woman could have been a nurse because some of the eyewitnesses have looked at the, like described the outfit and mm-hmm. they figured out that it was totally plausible that it was a nurse's outfit, not a wedding dress Okay, or a nun's habit. I don't know. They put them all in white. I don't know how they. It depends on the order. I don't it it know. depends on the order. It depends. Like I, I don't know a whole lot about it. It depends on the order, and I think it depends on where they're at, like what level they're at. If they're a novitiate okay. or if they're like an actual nut. And so I don't know. Cool. Well, I don't either. This woman is seen on the side of the road. They have seen like she's one of those that you look at her. They see her on the side of the road, drive past, look behind them, gone. Bye-bye, lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they have had electrical problems on this road, apparently. <clears throat> like, uh, electrical systems go wonky, so, like, the windshield wipers are all of a sudden start going. They, they said it, it's <laughs> Sounds descri- like my car currently. But right. that's- <laughs> They've described it as kind of like going through the twilight zone, like things Ooh. are weird. Right. Apparently, they did, like, a probably a some sort of tv movie or something and i didn't get the name of it but the actress that played kelly Mm -hmm. in this uh they was she was seeing or filming a scene not seeing a scene seeing a film yes there you go (laughs) perfect um during filming there's filming her and a weird ass light showed up behind her Ooh. And I think is what it said, she felt like, and there's quotes here because it really was a quote, felt like all her blood was rushing to her feet and she felt weird. Ooh. During the same uh, filming, Mm -hmm. there were people who were at the Deep deep Creek, which is an isolated spot of bushland off of it. Okay. And some of the actors physically got ill and Mm. others smelled blood. No. Hold on. <laughs> Australia people, I'm sorry. But don't you have shit that eats people? Could this have not have been some sort of actual naturally occurring phenomena? I don't Wait, know. Is that where the weird spider that can like flatten its whole body and wrap around a branch lives? Fuck if I know. Because it, it, it sounds like something that would be from Australia. 
I and the I don't know. No, I don't know either. Let us know. Yeah, this is we task you. I, with you this. guys have some weird stuff down there, like yeah. <laughs> some scary <laughs> stuff. We're like, it, and it breaks the number one rule of anything that can eat your head. You just do not want to mess with. <laughs> You've seen I've showed you the visit the 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 video of the um one of the places that like crocodile places no 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 hold on they put you in a like basically a heavy duty like clear box that they yeah (laughs) (laughs) that they drop this is no fucking shit they put you in like masks like masks and snorkels Okay. And they drop this into a tank that has a big fucking ass crocodile that swims around you and eyes you like your fucking appetizer. Fuck that. I'm sorry. There I've seen that movie. Shit's gonna go wrong. <laughs> Just saying. This is it's like a shark cage for a ginormous <laughs> crocodile. Cheers to you guys for being able to and deal people, with all of that, not be no, scared. Wait, like, no, y'all are pe- badasses. Nope, people, not doing it. People <laughs> spend big fucking money to do that. I'm sorry. No. No, no. Nay, nay. Thank you. <sighs> um. So, <laughs> there's people like, they see this chick, she disappears. She showed up in people's back seats. Ew. A woman in white. I know. As a hitchhiker, people have picked her up and they she's disappeared. Apparently, a cabbie in 2010, so not that not that long ago. Long ago, uh, he all of a sudden like looked up and had this gray silhouette of a woman in white with green eyes just show up in his cab <laughs> in the back seat of his cab. Oh my god! Right? I would piss my pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> She ended up fading out. (laughs) Later that day, he picked up a female passenger and she wanted to go to that specific spot. She was real paid him and everything. One actual real female. She wanted to go to that specific area that where he first saw the chick in her car. Yeah. Uh, Apparently weeks later, he found out that she had died. No, I have no circumstances or anything, but. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh people have heard screams or girl screams like saying help me right and then todd fox from the greater sydney paranormal investigators he says that he's gotten no evidence but the whole place has a really odd feel Ew. and that's it Yay. But once again, she could have been a nurse at yep. the quarantine station, which was right there. So, yeah, could be a could be a connection there. Yep. Stay tuned for that story. <laughs> stories. I think that's yeah. a collection of stories. Yeah, actually. That story and more stories. Okay. So that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. Yay. So find us at Trendy Pod on Twitter. Uh, at Trinity Lobotomy Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Uh, get hold of us at Trinity Lobotomy Podcast at gmail.com. Send us stories, please, and thank you. Yes. Um, if you send a story, uh, yeah. Send your address too. Send your address too because those stickers. We'll send, yep. We'll send you stickers. If you send or... us a story, we'll send you a sticker. Yep. 
But that's it. All right. So, oh, we are on all the things. All the all things. All the podcast <laughs> stuff. Except you can, you for can, Pandora still. Except for, yeah. But you can you can talk to Alexa and tell her to play us now. Yeah, because we're on TuneIn. It's totally cool. <laughs> and we're on Amazon Music. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So go out and like, subscribe, rate, review, download. Um Okay, and I'm going to say... helps us move up in the the That's right the charts. Yep. Favorite us, subscribe. Yep. If you download, that helps immensely, especially on Apple Podcasts. Yep. On Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Yes. Please and thank, thank you, because that pops us up, which is really yes, good. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, we'll have more stories for you next time. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We are all the captains of our own brain floats.